1: to do some stuff right now that you're not going to know anything about it, you're not going to see it, you're not going to have any clue what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it. My priorities are different from yours. It's so critically important that you and I remember that. His priorities for your life may look a little different than you think they should sometimes. They're eternal in nature.
0: If you've been a believer for any given period of time, chances are you've caught on to the fact that the Lord's ways go far beyond our limited perspectives. As Pastor Robert discusses in his message today, Jesus often works in ways that will leave us puzzled up until the day we join him in glory for eternity. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information, now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 19 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio.
2: His love is main thing.
1: You and I, like all finite human beings, we tend to establish our priorities with a very limited, a very finite human perspective. We focus on the here and now. We focus on productivity in this lifetime. And Jesus taught something completely different, and that's what I want you to notice. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 13, we're told, then little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked them But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed from there. Now, see, Matthew gives us kind of a quick and dirty account, right? Mark and Luke go into more detail. Mark says Jesus was extremely displeased with his disciples because they tried to stop these babies from being brought to him. Luke tells us these were infants. So get the picture in your head. You got this big crowd of people, and they come, I don't know, a bunch of mamas, a bunch of grandmamas, right, with babies for Jesus to pray over them and and bless them. Why did the disciples rebuke the people for bringing the babies? The only thing that makes sense to me, because the Bible doesn't tell us The Bible doesn't tell us. Matthew, Mark, Luke, none of the three explain why the disciples were trying to stop this. Just tell us that Jesus rebuked them. He he was like, no, 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 bring the babies, bring the kids, bring the children. But it doesn't tell us why the disciples were trying to stop them. You know what? You know what occurred to me? The only reason that I could come up with, the only thing I could think about was that the disciples were thinking, he doesn't have time for this. He does not have time for this. These babies are not gonna remember anything about this encounter. They're not gonna understand anything he's about to say. He's got these important spiritual principles to communicate. They're not gonna understand any of it. They're not gonna remember any of it. He doesn't have time. It's a waste of time. Please don't miss this. Jesus prioritized a bunch of babies And he didn't just do it to make grandma happy or to look good for the cameras, right? No, he actually prioritized the babies who were not going to remember, who were not going to understand, who were not going to get anything out of it, or were they? How was this a wise stewardship of his time, that he dropped everything for these babies? Because, you see, I mean, Matthew just says, he, you know, he... He put his hands on them, then he left. Mark tells us there was more to it than that. He stopped, he picked them up, held them in his arms, and he blessed them. Wow. See, there was something going on here that was beyond anything the disciples could see or appreciate. There was some sort of productivity element that wasn't visible. In other words, he intended to accomplish something that you couldn't see. What he did by holding those babies, blessing those babies, it wasn't wasn't something you could count. I mean, think about it, right? I mean, the disciples, they'd been with him, and they were were used to him healing people, casting out demons, you know. And and they're constantly telling us, you know, the New Testament's full of numbers, right? 5,000 people, 7,000 people. He's multiplying the food. He's, and now there's, 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 there's this bunch of babies. We don't even know how many. We just know it was more than one. Let the children, plural, come. They couldn't quantify. They couldn't, they couldn't grasp what he was doing. And, and I was thinking, you know, it would, have, it would have been just like the most natural thing in the world, right? Here's this young rabbi holding a baby, he picks up a baby. But I wonder what the angels saw. Because you know they were there, right? Surrounded by, by, by angels, standing there, invisible, in silence, in awe, watching Almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, in human form, picking up this little infant, holding this little infant, blessing this little infant. What does, that, what does that even mean? I mean, did the babies immediately, you know, were they immediately filled with the Holy Spirit? Did, did they start hearing the voice of God before they even learned to speak? What does it mean that he blessed those babies? We don't know. Again, the Bible doesn't tell us. We don't, we don't know. It just says he blessed the babies. Something of eternal significance took place in every little human being who was touched by the hand of God that day. Something that we couldn't see, something they couldn't see, something that they couldn't comprehend. He stopped everything. And, and, and something else that occurred to me, I mean, I'm 60 years old. I'll be 61 in a few weeks. And I've reached a point, the other day, it kinda, I'm, I'm thinking, and you laughing at me, I see you laughing at me, because some of y'all are really old. You know what I'm talking about when when, when I talk about the fact we don't have much time left, right? We're going to pass through the veil. The other day I was thinking about someday I'm going to, and I realized, no, my some days are over. Those Those kind of, you know, pie in the sky kind of dreams that maybe someday I'll be able to do this. Someday I'll do that. I'm like, no, that's... Someday I'd like to get a pilot's license. That No, that ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's time to stop dreaming. Because I don't have much time left. And there's an awful lot of work to be done. There's a lot of people who need to hear the gospel. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's not a lot of time left to get the job done. Now, stay with me. I'm not just rambling here. Jesus knew that he only had 33 years, roughly. He knew that. And when this is happening, he's already 32 and change. So he's already telling his disciples, they're going to kill me. I'm going to rise from the dead, but they're going to crucify me. And he's been telling them that repeatedly. He's getting ready to tell them again in a chapter or two. He's going to bring it up again. See, he knows. His time's up. He only, at this point, he knows he has a matter of just weeks. But he stops everything for a bunch of infants. Do you see what I'm driving at here? It's like, come come on. There's so much to be done. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I'm going to do some stuff right now that you're not going to know anything about it. You're not going to see it. You're not going to have any clue what I'm doing. But I'm going to do it. My priorities are different from yours. So critically important that you and I remember that. His priorities for your life may look a little different than you think they should sometimes. They're eternal in nature. He's not nearly as worried about the here and now.
0: joining us today for main thing radio pastor robert will have more to share from this study of jesus's life from matthew's perspective next time for now though you can explore more of pastor robert's teachings online at mainthingradio.com you're invited to join us at calvary chapel miami beach on sundays for our weekly services we gather at 9 and 11 a.m and at 1 and 6 p.m for worship and bible study Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. And be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. We'd love to hear from you too. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more from the Book of Matthew, right here on Main Thing Radio.